Hi, everyone. Welcome to Run With Alley Live. Today is August 27th, and we are at the end of the summer, sadly enough. I am here today with Steve Carmichael, who is another major entrepreneur, podcaster, one of the people that I truly admire. And actually, he taught me how to run a podcast. Uh, so I'm very appreciative of that. He has his own program, uh, running program, but also, you know, has his own podcast. Um, Ron Buzz, you've got to be sure to check it out after this. Um, and yeah, you know, we have him here today. We're very, very lucky. Um, so we're going to dive into that uh, shortly. But for those of you that are new listening here, I try to keep this very organic and not so like, of course, professional, but I want to relate to you guys as much as possible. So anything fitness, wellness, lifestyle related uh, with many guest speakers on here, ranging from runners to athletes to entrepreneurs to brand leaders in the industry, uh, those are the people I want to have on here for all of you guys to really understand, you know, what's out there and how many different kinds of people there are that do what we like to do. So Without further ado, I'm going to invite Steve Carmichael. Hi, Steve. Hi, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. awesome. Thank you for having me. And thanks for everybody tuning in. I'm sure everybody is so happy to be here because, um, you know, we. I'm very, very honored that you said yes to being on here. I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not never too busy to come on and talk to you, though. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, you know. Um, so, yeah, fun fact, guys, uh, all of you that are listening, I got the whole headset and everything. Like Steve basically was my mentor and helped me to, yeah, launch my podcast. So thank you, Steve. I really never got to thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your brand. I know you wear multiple hats, but you know, just so everyone could really understand what you're all about. Yeah. So uh, like Ali said, my name's Steve Carmichael and I was a late start runner. I didn't get really started until my uh, late thirties, I guess. And I ended up with uh, developing what was very early signs of type two diabetes. And I had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease because the fat was accumulating around my liver and I was 30 pounds overweight and I just felt horrible and went to the doctor one day and I, you know, I was like, just get the normal physical. And he's like, you know, you're suffering from the last 20 years of just eating poorly and not being active. And he said, if you just keep it up, he's like, you know, the next 20 years are going to be bad for you. And I didn't really know what to think. So I came home and, you know, being my stubborn self, I decided that too cheap to join a running club so or too cheap to join a gym so I decided I'm just gonna go out and start running and uh made it about two mailboxes before I wanted to throw up and uh for whatever reason you know whatever he said resonated with me that day and I said I really have to change my life I had young kids at the time and I'd get out of breath just you know carrying them upstairs to put them to bed and uh just chugged at it day daily for six months or so hated every step I took and uh signed up for my first race and uh, got hooked like everybody else. And, and it, six months later, my numbers were 
mostly back to normal within a year they were completely within normal uh never really intended to get into coaching joined a running club and then ended up forming my own running club a couple years later got into coaching as part of that and uh eventually moved to online coaching and i started the the run buzz podcast a little over five years ago and uh just one thing evolved from one thing into another that's amazing how life could really take a turn like that and I don't know how in depth you went with your story with me, but that is so inspiring that like that, you know, I mean, just to everyone that my listeners, all you guys, it shows you, you could run and the great things that come about running. It's just, it, it also fosters such a great community of people because you don't need a gym. Nope. Nope. And I've since gone back and, and, and joined a gym just recently, but more for, uh, more for me to get the strength training under control. Yeah, which makes sense. But, you know, one thing at a time. That's amazing. Thank you. I love that. I love that. Um, do you still love it as much as, I guess, when you hit the point where you were like, oh, I could do this? Yeah, it's um, it's actually, it's it's gotten better and better. I think what I enjoy now is, as I've gotten older, I just turned 50 and I'm still active and it's interesting seeing that so many my age aren't and are struggling with a lot of problems. And I, I owe a lot of me being able to move today based on the last 10, 12 years. And one of the things that's interesting is now that I'm coaching other runners, a lot of them older runners, uh, it's just, it's so much, I get so much satisfaction out of just seeing them cross the finish line or them running that first mile or, or just achieving that first thing that, a few months ago, they thought, oh, I can't do this. And I remember being in that place going, you know, I've, I have a poor history going back other than organized sports in high school. Um, I'm ever sticking to any fitness program longer than three months. It seemed like three months I would just burn out and drop out. And I really didn't think I would get through running because running, I mean, like I said, it sucked for, for the first six months. And I don't know why. I mean, it was the desire, I guess, to get healthy that got me through it, but I sure didn't enjoy it. And, and, and there's times even today, you know, like not every run goes well, you don't feel best, you know, the first mile is always the worst. And, but for some reason it's become part of my life and it's become part of what I want to do online. And, and the whole reason behind the podcast was there's gotta be other people out there that are in my position. And it's, there's no better way to go find those people either. It's, you know, go out and search your local running club or, you know, I'm not a, a super extroverted guy. I'm kind of introverted in a lot of ways, but it's it, nobody believes that when they when they see me in person. But because I'm, I'm kind of a extroverted introvert or however they call that. Um, but when you can run like I think any runners can go up to other runners and just have that automatic connection. And that's what I really enjoy about the sport. I love that community. I mean. Me too, actually. Uh, do you feel like those local running clubs really helped you with your career and just finding a really big passion for pursuing coaching? Um, yes and no. So I've, I've had experiences with running clubs when I joined where I felt like I was not um, athletic as some of the other uh, people that were there. But it did give me a little bit of self-competitiveness to try to, to push myself. 
what I learned from the running club was, first of all, when I ran my running club, I, I thought it would be easier than it was. And I thought it was like, oh, well, you just create a running club, everybody comes. And the reality is so many people are intimidated to join a running club. They feel like they're not a great runner or they don't feel like they can keep up. And that's farthest from the truth. And it was, I think out of eight or 10, eight out of every 10 people who came to the running club, fear was their number one reason. And then once they joined, they're like, oh, I should have done this years ago. And uh, that was the biggest thing I learned with putting on programs was, was how do you get people to feel comfortable when you come out and how do you get people involved? And so I've taken that same attitude into my coaching online is that it's not about how fast you are. It's not about how far you run. Certainly those are great goals to have, but running is just one fourth of the equation. And, and I approach running more holistically. I, I look at it from, well, there's the running and strength training, and, and that's certainly a very important part, but so is the nutrition, right? If we're not eating, we're not feeling like running. If we're not eating well, we're not recovering properly. And, and then there's the whole healthy habit side, right? If, you, if you're not getting sleep or you're stressed, you just, you're tired at the end of the day or you don't feel like running. And so there's a lot of aspects uh, that play into it. And that's the thing I learned when I was in the running club. I was injured actually for 18 months one time with um, plantar fasciitis, and I had a number of surgeries uh, to fix it, actually, too. And uh, I had to sit there for 18 months and watch the entire running club go out every Saturday and every Wednesday night and leave me back because I was organizing and I had to be there. But I was sitting in a, in a lawn chair, and I would just sit there and wait, and I would read, and, and I'd really self-reflect on, like, what a gift it is to actually be able to run regardless of the age and for people to just to walk, just moving. I mean, I believe movement is medicine and if hey, it's not, if hey, running's not your stole thing, my line, you stole my line. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but you know, if, if people don't feel like they want to run, then don't run, find something else. I love that. Yeah. And I have, I could relate to you with the injury part. I could relate to you with a lot. I feel like, Two, running has changed my life, hands down. And I would love to pick your brain sometime, even maybe like be a runner of yours, because I, I believe, and I'm saying this to everyone listening, that every coach needs a coach. It's that's the best way to learn. Staying humble is the best way to be. Everyone has something different to offer, and I love that. Like absolutely love. So, like for example, Steve. That I mean. I mean, if you were trying to sell someone, I mean, you just sold me on that. Like, <laughs> I like um, not even trying to sell me that. Yeah. Because it was, it's just like a very, it's a great approach. It's a really, really great approach because I do find with some of the people I help now um, and running clubs, like I've had people, no one show up actually, not mm -hmm. one person because they, they're like, I'm not fast enough. And I'm thinking, like, how could I make people feel more comfortable? Yeah, and just a funny story. I when I formed my first running club, I put out a, a post on on Facebook, and Facebook was was very very new at the time. But I put out a, a community post. And I said, "Hey, I want to start this new running club. Everybody's a runner. Show up." And I had 10, 15 people go, "Yep, we'll be there. We'll be there." One person showed up, and here I am <laughs> at a park. And here comes this like 25, 26 year old girl shows up to meet this strange guy in the park. Like he wants to go run. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. But, 
that that running club only had two people, three people for a couple months, and then it was ten, and then it was twenty, and then it was thirty, and then it was like, oh boy, now I have a full time job uh, to manage this thing. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I think from a coaching perspective, uh, to go back to the comment of every coach should have a coach. I mean, we all have our blind spots, and that's probably the biggest advantage is. You know, there's so much pressure out there to, to find the right training plan, to find the right shoes, to find the right whatever. And again, those things, it's not that they're not important, but they really don't matter to what makes a person successful. It's the consistency. It's having the right mindset and getting ourselves into a frame of mind that we want to go run or we get to go run and, and that we also have the persistence to push through when we don't feel like running. Right. The commitment and uh, nothing speaks stronger of commitment than our actions. We all want to get better. We all want to run faster. We all want to run farther. But the reality is life's messy and we don't always feel like those things. And so we have to really, really want it to, to do it. And I think we have to really enjoy it in our own way so that we continue to do it. My goal, I tell every one of my runners, I was like, my goal is I can make you super fast in a year and you'll be burnt out and never want to run again. Or we can run until you're 80 and you'll be in good enough shape because I didn't burn you out. I didn't tear up your, your body. And, and first reaction is like, really? You can make me super fast in a year? I'm like, no, no, no. You're not getting the point. It's like, I can yeah, make you fast. Like um, but let's do it in a healthy way. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's, that's critical. You have to love this sport uh, to keep doing it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. And also, I like, I personally, I don't know about you, but I have an issue. I always like, I always do my training runs by myself just because I hold myself accountable. But it would be really good to not do that. You know, maybe I should start my own running club. I've tried, but again, I had that like zero turnout. However, you're right. Consistency is key, just like the podcast, just like anything you do. So, as I pursued becoming a run coach full time, Yes, I'm still a personal trainer and I teach group fitness, but running is, you know, my bread and butter. Um, and, you know, hearing that from someone like you is very inspiring and just it's it feels good to know that I'm not alone there. <laughs> Thanks. It, I mean, it's a tough it's a tough thing. It's it's a hard sell to to people when there's so much information that's out there that's free. Um, and there's a lot of good information out there. But Again, I, I want to go back to the value. It's not the training plan. It's not the, the the stuff. I mean, those are certainly important, but it's the accountability. It's the oversight. It's somebody looking at their blind spots. It's holding people back. I've sped more people up by slowing them down because yeah. they were trying to do too much. And, uh, and it's just uh, it's an interesting process. Every single person's unique, and we all have our different things that work for us. And there's no right way wrong way it's just what is the best way for you and it took me a couple years of coaching to learn that i was so mechanical when i first started coaching people i was like oh i got to write the rest you know i'm just going to write training plans and oh you have to run your tempo runs at this pace and you know and it it certainly overcomplicates complicates it and and it's not it's it's not easy but it's not complicated the, the not easy part is is getting out there and doing the work every every run. That's the hard part. And uh, for some people, that comes easier than others. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, you know, it's that's why, like, generic training programs, like, that's they're fine, but having a coach is so much more meaningful for that reason. They're your motivator, they're your friend, and also no one's a robot. I explain this to my runners. It's If someone needs a rest day or two, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, and I empower all of the people that I coach that if you don't feel like it, you know, after 10 minutes of going out there, if, if something doesn't feel right, then, then you're not ready to run that day. And don't force it because most people will force it and get in that scenario where they end up hurting themselves. And injuries are so, so tough on us, not just physically, but mentally. I can say from, again, that, that 18 months off was a very rough time for me. I questioned everything about what I was doing as a runner and, and, Mine came on suddenly. There was no advanced warning. It was a case of, of doing hill repeats, and, and I essentially partially tore my, my plantar fasciitis, and then it got worse because I had a bone spur right where it attached. And it was just a number of things that I had that was not normal. But, man, I would, you know, to, it, was, it was just a really tough thing to do for, to be off that long. Yeah, I definitely hear you. Um, injuries stink. I have my... I had my piriformis syndrome and a quad strain. I mean, it, my whole right leg, I could not walk on it. So it was onward and not bored, right? Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, thank you for sharing all of that. That's, you know, super insightful. And I love all of that. Um, I guess this, this more flows better. Um, you already mentioned your passion about running and, you know, why and coaching, but what would you say are your top three recommendations for the benefits for running? Sure. Um, first of all, I think it's important to realize that running is a total body activity. And one of the mistakes we made and the mistakes I made for several years as my own running is I only thought it was all about the legs, right? It's all about just running and putting in the miles and, and really to be healthy and be fast and to be strong and to be injury resistant is to, to really have a strong full body and that requires your core and, and your back and your arms and everything and i think that the nice thing about running is it's so beneficial because it hits really all areas of our body it hits all our muscle groups it hits all our energy systems it's it just has so many positive things it does for us it helps with our mental health right it's um helps us deal with stress in a very healthy way and it helps with things like depressions. It helps people deal with addictions. And it challenges our mental, yes, mental strength in a lot of ways. Those times when we can push through and we, we, we get such a, a, an interesting thing, like it translates into our day-to-day -day lives. Imagine job stress or family stress or kid stress. You know, I have two kids that just went to college and, and very stressful time around here. And, and, and running can really help build that, that mental strength not just in running and, and everything. And then finally, I would say um, I've, I've been just loving the fact that running's not an individual sport. It, you know, we can certainly go run on our own, and I think it's important as runners, we, we need to be able to run on our own just um, to, to allow ourselves to kind of, again, for the mental strength when we feel like quitting, we need to be able to push that through that individually. But it's social. It you know, we, we want to hang around other runners, right? We get each other. We understand each other. It's a great community. If you feel like you don't have a lot of friends, like go join a running club or find some runners at the shoe store or whatever. And again, 
I look at my friends now, almost all of them are runners. And maybe that's just because the other friends are like, oh my gosh, I can't stand Steve because he's out running all the time. Um, <laughs> and I am running less and less now than I did, say, five, ten years ago. But um, again, it's, it's a social activity. And we humans, we just want to be around other people. Right? We want to be a part of a group. And, and that's kind of what I, with, with the, what I did online was a, is I didn't want to just have a podcast, right? I wanted to have a group. And you're doing the same thing, right? We want to have a community that where people get us. And I don't mean us like me and you. I mean like each other. And that's the thing. I think those are the three biggest benefits that I've seen. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I love meeting new people through running. And I could also relate. I think that most of my friends are like definitely runners or people in the fitness industry, which is funny. <laughs> and also, it's important to go around people who aren't runners as well. Right? Yeah. You know, I know. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, all right. Well, last but not least, I just want to ask you why you said yes to the Run With Alley podcast. Um, well, first of all, it's awesome. I wanted to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think I want to support anybody who's got a positive message out there around health and fitness and, and just get I, I want everybody to feel this way about themselves as well. We all have a story, right? And we may not think that our running story is all that great. I didn't think my running story is all that great um, until I look back on it and go, wow, I'm really proud of the fact that I was on a trip that was personally not very good for my health. And but everybody has a story. You have a story. Um, you shared it on my podcast. We've we've talked before. You know, we're we want to to support others. I think who have the same kind of mission in life and. And I think it's important to come together as an industry. There's a lot of crap and junk in the fitness industry. Uh, we all know that. And uh, so any opportunity to come in and, and just share anything that, you know, if you got one little nugget out of this little talk that we had today, then it's certainly worth it for me. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. And just like doing your research, get being educated, but also applying that and just getting out there and yeah making a community out of it not just like a competitive <laughs> yeah kind of like race if yeah and i hate that I, I i see that on the online spaces everybody feels like oh they're you know, running coaches or we're, we're competing against each other and I'm like, no we're not there's how many millions and millions of runners out there um you know i wish more of them would see coaching but you know it's uh you know it's important to to give back and it's important to, to be involved in and to have a network. And honestly, I've had, I've learned so much from coaches that I've interacted with and guests that, you know, we bring on the shows is it, it's a learning opportunity for us. I mean, who am I? I was, I'm here in Columbus, Ohio. I'm you know, 50 years old. Who am I to talk about running? Well, I bring great guests on, right? It's, I bring guests on that they can share their experiences and I get to learn from that. And, and, and I, I think that's important for everybody. Definitely. And, I'm going to, yeah, I mean, I've been trying to do the same thing. Um, just like, you know, people of all different backgrounds, of course, but I, I love like your story is so inspirational. Like I said, I can't even like emphasize that enough, especially to an older demographic, which, you know, I know that, you know, my mom, my mom's friends are all listening on my podcast and this is going to be really good for people like them. Even some of the people I train and for me, even I goals, like, come on, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, well, I don't really have any other questions for you. Do you have anything left for me or to say to anyone or to leave anyone with today? I just want to say, first of all, thank you for having me on and inviting me. It's been an honor to talk to you, to your community as well. And, and just for the runners out there, like, don't be so... I think we all suffer from times from imposter syndrome and can we do what we really think we can do? And, and absolutely, even if you feel like you've maxed out what you think your potential is, you haven't really even come close. And we all have this natural resistance within us to shut down before we hit that, that, that full potential. And, and it comes with patience and every single one of us want to get faster and run farther. And, and we all want to do it in like three weeks. And the reality is it takes sometimes years. And a lot of times it can take not seeing much progress for a period of time. And that's really just what's setting you up for the next big jump. And I've seen uh, athletes that uh, 63, 65 um, running their best running now than they did in their 30s and 40s. And we always hear this thing that we slow down as we get older. And well, that's true. Um, but not if you haven't hit that potential to begin with. And so that's just proof that we have a long way to go with our running. And I want to, I hope everybody, you know, we're out there in our seventies out there running around. Um, I think that would just be so cool to see, see running clubs out there with, with people out there. And we have them, you know, I have, I've had people in the sixties um, running and uh, certainly if you're just starting and, take advantage. You know, if you're in your twenties, take advantage. You have many, many years ahead of you and uh, just be patient and follow a process and, and just continue to challenge yourself both physically, but also mentally. Yeah. I love that. And also I think my mom should become your client because she is <laughs> one who was over 60 running again, had lower back surgery, but she's strong and she didn't, she's never run a full marathon, but like she loves it. She loves it. Yeah. And she has not hit her, her full potential. So uh, she will yep. be listening later. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I was just, that's why I was smiling listening to this, but, um, yeah, Steve. Um, so yeah, I, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining this week. I know you're really busy again and I look forward to speaking with you soon. And to everyone listening on here, I'm going to share Steve's information on my website, on my social channels, on my Instagram, of course, uh, and I will see you at the same time, same place next week. Thank you, Steve. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.